last time on Join the Party. Hank Lane has some explaining to do, which he will only do in the secret office of technology assessment, bunker slash dad room in the Stewart's gas station. Hank tells the LT3 that there is some powerful tech that they're keeping in the OTA that it can aid them in the fight against Gutenberg, a souped-up pair of Val's unknown glasses that can identify if someone is a pixel construct or not. The only issue is you'll have to steal it from the research lab deep under the OTA building downtown. Sounds easy? Well, probably not because you can't get seen because this would, you know, blow back on the new superheroes who've shown their faces and, you know, superhero dad related to superhero who's running for mayor. So you gotta keep it secret. Let's go steal some secret underground government tech and get the party started. So, Brandon, I'm sure that you hired Steven Soderbergh to set up this whole episode. And what who the guy that Steven Soderbergh uses as his composer. Because, like, I just need, I need, like, Ocean's Eleven specific heist music here. And if it doesn't sound like it, I'll know. And so, just, like, I'm sure that you're doing this as people are listening to it. Um, yeah, I think it was a good use of JGP funds that we spent, uh, that I spent without asking you. Can you just give me an example? Because he, he asked for, like, comps. Can you, with your mouth, just, like, give me some examples of what you mean by that? Sure. May- maybe we'll just use it and loop it or something if, if we run out of money. Please remix it. Please remix yeah, well, it. Brandon, Brandon, remix it. First of all, Eric, you have to close your eyes and picture Brad Pitt chomping on chips, like, behind you in the, like, surround sound. That'll <laughs> yeah. really get you in the space. Sure. Well, I have Sour Anthony playing the role of Brad Pitt here, constantly eating his fucking munchie mix out of his own Ziploc. Like, hey guys, you guys want to do a heist? <laughs> eating munchie mix. Unfortunately, the only song I have in my head is the Mission Impossible theme song, and I don't want that. So what I don't <laughs> want is because like what I really want is like some bongos and a slide guitar, so it's jaunty and also secretive at the same time mm-hmm. so a, a country caribbean heist song <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah so if you could just tell <laughs> if you could just tell yeah put some steel drums in there too um <laughs> if you could just tell steven soderbergh and steven soderbergh's composer just to throw that together for our podcast i mean could yeah. we get steely dan like have we thought big enough oh let's get steely dan in the mix who writes for rihanna let's get them <laughs> It's Umbrella, but as a as a heist song. <laughs> hey, you guys want to get the fucking gang together? Sure. Let's go. Yes. Luckily, Dungeons & Dragons, you already have a gang to start with. We have the heavy, and we just cut to Val punching someone in the face. <laughs> Is it, That's like a two-page splash panel. Yeah, 100%. Everyone gets whatever splash panels they want for this as I'm, as I'm throwing to this. So we have Val, the heavy, and you just like fucking punch through a person. <laughs> We have the inside man, and that's Aggie looking through a fucking card catalog. <laughs> <laughs> With her very long fingers. 
Yeah, I make them really flat so that I can go through the card catalog easier. <laughs> and we have the explosions expert. <laughs> but it's like ghost hands reaching from the ground <laughs> to pull people. It's explosions, but of your soul. I thought that was going to be Tuna. <laughs> Does that mean Milo's going to do a terrible Cockney accent the entire episode? Hello, governor. God, Ready no. to do some heist in, no. uh, in that Cheadle? All right, let's get this stuff together for heisting the Office of Technology Assessment, shall we? We shall. So here are the little sort of like game mechanics I want you to think about as we're doing this here. As you are prepping this, I think that you would be able to get two items and two people to help you with this heist. Um, We can add just like information on top of it as just kind of like the frosting to this heist cake. As you were prepping this, you have a few days before, as Hank said, all of the Office of Technology Assessment is doing a field day with their families. So there's going to be a, a skeleton crew on one day this weekend in particular. I want to remind you, though, that you need to keep this under wraps in many ways. The Office of Technology is a secret government body, and one, they have ears everywhere, you could only assume, and two, People want to heist them for the R&D and secret things that they have within their building. So you're not the only people who've done this before, and they're prepared for attacks in various ways, okay? The other thing I want you to remember is that Hank, although has given you this idea and has burned down the secret dad bunker... uh <laughs> Hank didn't give us the idea. That's true. <laughs> Hank didn't. He suggested it out loud, and you were standing there, and then yep. burned down his dad bunker at the same time with, with an old-school 1950s-esque flamethrower, a la Fahrenheit 451, <laughs> the movie. Thank you for the correction. I saw that movie in, like, a literature-to-cinema class I took in college, and, like, man, old movies, weird. Yeah. <laughs> right? Sure are. There's one where there was a train coming at me. It was so weird. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, friend. <laughs> so yeah, one of those flamethrowers. Hank can only tell you so much because remember, he left his job a few months earlier from when he suggested this heist to you. Remember, Milo, uh, Brandon, I don't remember if you did this, but uh, you called your dad in the middle of the night and told him he was running for mayor? I don't, I don't think so. No, that, that doesn't. Like play the tape back. Play the tape back. <laughs> Let's all wait as Brandon edits that moment in here. Steven Soderbergh, can you play the tape back? Thanks. <laughs> yeah, we have like a ripple sound effect, like a wind chime uh, xylophone sound effect, and then a ripple on the screen, and then we see you do it in sepia tone. <laughs> but this time you're dressed old-timey. <laughs> you're wearing a hat in this. <laughs> you weren't wearing a hat before. So Hank, Hank left pretty much immediately after he was thrown into the mayoral race for, you know, conflict of reasons and secret stuff reasons. So he cannot tell you exactly what is in the building. Brandon, the offices that Milo went into the first time, as we're referring back to when you went in during the time loop arc, those were the offices above. That's like the regular kind of like cubicle and gray and halogen lights portion of the OTA where people, you know, do work and don't know how Zooms work and bring cakes in for people's birthdays. We're like grade schoolers go on field trips and stuff. Exactly. 
I think that you can get information there if that's what you're looking for above. However, below the place that Hank was talking about that had like the R&D department and had like secret shit, that is below the building. Do they just call it like the archives in the, on the elevator? Uh-huh. So below it is the, the archives rooms. I would say that like since he's left, you know, he was pretty high up at the OTA. I mean, he wasn't running it, but he was like a manager of an account and that account was Lake Town City. I would say they probably shifted some stuff around and he can't exactly tell you what is in there and what you could be uh, facing as you go in there. I just want to say right now before we we learn what it actually looks like that I am picturing a real kind of Monsters Inc. situation with a (laughs) vast cavernous space like a laundromat tracks and just like lots and lots of cubes of dangerous shit being brought all around. (laughs) I love that. That's a great image. And just so many doors. They're not on the laundry rack. They're just there. Yep. I'm going to write down all this stuff. (laughs) There's bats. (laughs) There's just bats flying around at all times. Someone let bats in in the early 90s. One bat. And no one can get them. (laughs) One bat. And now there's like 20. Yeah. It was one pregnant bat. Yeah. Yeah. That's why all the signs on the back of the bathroom stalls that say like, don't flush too much at once. Have like a little bat on it. It's very funny. That's cute. The point is, we don't know what those are. We're just speculating. We're all just having fun here. So uh, you have two items, two people that you could try to put together for this heist. What do you all want to do? All right, everyone huddle. Let's huddle. Julie, why aren't you huddling? I'm huddled. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here we Steven go. Steven Soderbergh, get, get in here. Soderberg. huddling. <laughs> So Val had that discussion with Hitomi about the, like, college teen superhero support group thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that it would be a good idea that as a distraction or excuse for us to get into the OTA offices to basically create some sort of field trip with those young adults so that they can act as a way for us to get in and a potential distraction because of a bunch of young adults with superpowers that they don't have a lot of control over. A very chaotic moment. I love that idea. I love that so much. I wonder if Room and Wyvern could join the group so that (laughs) we can have some inside agents in that team. That's also, yeah, Room, Lou, and Wyvern would be a good combo. Perhaps. Do we think, I guess this would just be a role, but do we think they'd be like, well, we have a field day that day, so maybe we'll schedule it for that following week. I think we could schedule it and then just show up and be like, oh, we we messed up the dates, but we're here already and we already have something planned for that next week. Would you mind showing us around anyway? Yeah, I packed my Lunchable. Totally. I think that's a smart idea. Hold on. I want to- I want to say? Yeah, Brandon, who was that and- w- and what did you say? Uh, that was the uh, young adult person, uh, Stan Lee. Okay. No, that's bad. Um, <laughs> that's, that's someone. That one's taken. That one's uh, taken. Uh, uh, code name Oreo, and their superpower is um, uh, they confuse. I, two two items together into one thing. Ooh. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Like the forge in Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love Stanley and I love his power and kind of hard coming up with NPCs on the spot, huh, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't volunteer to be a DM, Eric. I know my limitations. <laughs> that's why Brandon contracted Steven Soderbergh. And that's why you do the NPC. That's true. Yeah, exactly. But no, Julia, I think that's a fantastic idea. I love it. If we can get Lou and Wyvern in on the mix, I think all the better. For my part, I would love to uh, steal Brian Roper's credentials and see if through either his People's River or day job, um, he's like the closest person I know to kind of municipal government and the OTA as a body. So, you know, maybe the swipe card will work, maybe it won't, but I want to just kind of show up at his office and poke around. Cool. Smart. I like that. That's interesting. Yeah, I think uh, this, you know, I don't know if how effective it will be or if it's dangerous, but I think having Tuna go in and get some recon, maybe swipe a, yeah, swipe a card or swipe something useful would be good. Um, and we can sort of gain some insight onto like at least where, sort of where to go. Once we get in? Sure. Brandon, this is when I put on my DM hat, and I will tell you. Make up an NPC! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Remember what I said earlier, that the OTA is a secret government body that's always watching? I want to tell you, although that would be incredibly effective, because you are sending a ghost cat in to steal something for you, if they get caught, that would be bad, and definitely would... I don't want to say raise some alarms, but I guess would start that process of what that would look like, especially because Tuna was Hank's cat and people worked with Hank and be like, why is Hank's cat here who died, but also is the cat of Hank's child Killanova? Like this would be the high risk, high reward on this one is my warning as your your game master here. Right. And we do also know that they have the ability to like see things that aren't there or see things as they are. Right. Also remember, because this had literally happened to you before, if they use the tech that you are stealing, as Amanda pointed out, they might be able to see invisible ghosts. Yes. So let's discuss the ideas. I will say that Tuna has a plus four to stealth, and I can also cast Pass Without Trace, so they can have like a 14 to stealth. So just like straight up a sneaky, slinky cat. Okay. I'm trying to think what else I could do. Something Is there something with the museum or something with like our normal jobs? I guess I'm famous, so I can't really do anything. You could see maybe if the OTA wants to like donate things from their archive to the museum. Or I think, Julia, you and I are on the exact same page, but the other way around, you could say like, hey, the museum found something we think belongs to you or this could be bad slash dangerous. Do you want to assess it and deliver it? And then stick in the truck on the way back. Yep. Oh, that's good. I like that. Mm. (laughs) I think these are all great ideas. Some other ideas uh, I want to suggest is that if you want to go on the items thing, you can go to a person who creates items, maybe Dez or Lou or Dr. Morrow, if you feel like uh, confronting an ex. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or you can try to buy it in a different way, uh, if that's something that you want. Also, you can recruit whoever you'd like. Uh, Julia, to that point, if you want to recruit the entire college class, that would count as one unit as bunch of teens. Cool. But then you would have another person on top of that, and you can kind of pick whoever you'd like. Sure. I think in this scenario, Lou might be more useful than Wyvern. In most scenarios. Just in terms of power set, I yeah. guess. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I agree completely, and I, I think it's a great idea to talk to Lou. I wonder if Lou is, like, under—well, I don't know if they know who Lou is. But if they do know who Lou is, 
she's definitely going to be like under massive surveillance. Lou is using her real name. However, uh, they do not have her face because she keeps shifting her face uh, using like face uh, swapping VR augmented reality technology. But if she's using her real name, like wouldn't they have her like address and like pictures of her from school and stuff like that? Maybe she hacked those and, you know, they're not accurate or whatever. I don't know. Oh, yeah. She might have some kind of Faraday cage or something. Yeah. Who can say? I guess is what I would say. She is the smartest person in Lake Town City, so I give her a lot of credit. Yeah, very, very true. I think we should go visit Lou, for sure. Hell yeah. Uh, you can also do all of these together. Your characters can do them individually. So whatever, whatever you'd all like to do, you have a few days. Okay. I would like to leave that to you guys and do something on my own. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. I was going to also be like, since this is the thing that my girlfriend asked me to do, I think I will talk to the teens on my own. Yeah. I'm going to go hit up Lou then. Cool. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. And then I want to visit Danny. Ooh, really? Mm -hmm. Nice. No, you know what? Actually, hell yeah. Over the last few months, as Danny has become the toast of the art world, Danny is currently uh, living in Banksy's apartment in New York City (laughs) because Banksy just fucking loves that shit, man. He loves that whole steez is doing. Does Danny know who Banksy is? Yeah, I know who Banksy is. Do you not know who Banksy is? (laughs) (laughs) Banksy is a bunch of artists who all go by Banksy, but I won't tell you who they are. One of them is a dolphin. So who, which Banksy owns the apartment? Called the Collective Banksy. Okay. The entity known There's as Banksy. Banksy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the plural singular noun Banksy. <laughs> uh, so I think that, yeah, Danny is super hot right now. I think the fact that someone has come out and said that they have powers is bewitching to the art world in a way that, like, it is confessional uh, I think also someone figured out that Andy Warhol had super strength and just never used it. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So it's like in a, in a long tradition here. And I think that everything's going very, very well for Danny right now. So he just like is hanging out in Banksy's apartment if you want to go to New York City. Yeah, I'll take the train down one morning and have that moment in the movie where you pan up from like the post-it with the address up to the building. And I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And ring the single doorbell. It's really weird because you show up and uh, you look at the address and you look up and like, Ellis Island, is that, a, is that a joke? And you look up and it's the Statue of Liberty. What? Whoa. And then you go in and there's an, an elevator opens up at Lady Liberty's feet and then it goes down. And sideways? And his apartment Hoboken? Hoboken? Oh, no. People think it's in New York City, but it's actually in New Jersey. I can't decide <laughs> if I want this to stand or if I was joking. But now I feel like I've lost myself in here. Yeah, you step in the elevator, it goes down and sideways and around, and you are somewhere else in New Jersey or New York City. Uh, and it, All I know is I crossed under the path train, so th- who can say? <laughs> uh, the elevator doors open, and I think it's just like... It looks like a plane hanger with just, like, weird shit everywhere. Like, there's a statue of a banana just, like, kind of in the middle of everything. And then to the right is, like, a kitchenette. And then there's, like, a bunch of couches stacked on top of each other. 
you can't sit in it because it's a like a testament to capitalism. But then there is like a lazy boy next to it, which you can only assume Banksy does use. And uh, Danny is walking up an art installation, which is a stairmaster that is constantly going, but it looks like like an old school style escalator, like one you would find in a 1950s mall. But uh, like it's facing the wall, and written on the wall is the American Dream. <laughs> Like at the top, you're always just looking at it as you're walking off the Stairmaster. Hey, guys. Hey, Eric, go away for a second. Okay. Amanda and Julia, is Eric the next greatest modern artist? (laughs) It's compelling. Should we Mm -hmm. get a studio space, like a gallery space? I think we should. (laughs) The gym next door to my apartment just sold a bunch of workout equipment. I feel like we could do this now. Yeah, I'm here. Let's do it. It's possible. As you walk in, there are speakers attached to the, this escalator that are just uh, the audio of 1990s children's toy commercials. So you walk in and it's like, crossfire, get caught in the crossfire. And it says the doors open, Danny like turns it down and be like, I don't know why Banksy sets it so loud. Like, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is really a hat on a hat on on a... Uh, a statue of Ronald Reagan on a hat. And then he points to that next to him. (laughs) (laughs) On the other side of the room. Yeah, it's a statue of a hat on a statue of a hat of a statue of Ronald Reagan with an actual top hat with (laughs) actual mercury on the top hat. I don't think I can stay here. Can we, like, go somewhere? Yes, I I am incredibly... (laughs) Well... I I hate everything going on here. However, the art press, Ravenous, hasn't anything to talk about since Basquiat passed away. They're on me a lot. So I think we need to, I have to hide out here for a little while. How are you? I was coming to check on how you are, but it seems like the answer is better. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. I'm killed. They made me a genius again. Wow, I didn't know they could do that. Yeah, they the Gu- in the Guggenheim below the building is a crown that says super genius on it, and they gave it to me. <laughs> wow. How are how are the kids? How's your wife? Wonderful. They're all incredibly competent and smart and love me, and I'm terrible, and they're beautiful and amazing. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. the usual. The Chicago school system both gave both of my kids crowns that said super genius on it as well, unrelated. They're doing that instead of gifted and talented programs. (laughs) Okay, that seems both better and worse. I I get it. (laughs) Listen, I I wanted to come, A, to uh, apologize for, you know, outing you as having a power. I realized that kind of I had that discussion, uh, you know, with with all of you, and Ryan was very... uh, eager to talk about perhaps uh, more press for the family. And I, you know, to be honest with you, Danny, I should have thought more about the impacts that my actions would have on others, which is never a sentence I thought that I uh, would have to say. Um, yeah. Oh, are you saying that you did one thing selfishly for the first time in your life and then it blew up in your face and had consequences? I mean, has that happened to you? Uh, uh, yes. No, yes, it has. Um, but don't worry, I have a, I have something to... Uh, remind myself of that. And he points to the ceiling and written in white paint on the ceiling is your life is just a movie. This is characterization (laughs) written in like very big letters on the ceiling, the entire (laughs) ceiling. Did you do that? No, this was one of the Banksy's. 
Wow. The Banksy? It's a it's a noun that's both a plural and a singular that encapsulates all types of people, maybe not people also. One of them I know confirmed is a dolphin. Don't tell anyone. Sure. Listen, I know that Patreon and the patron relationship is a metaphorical thing, but if we have any actually super wealthy listeners who want to take Eric <laughs> as their patron... <laughs> I'll just come Please. up with shit for you. I'll wake up and just be like, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> what do you wish existed? <laughs> what would be good for you? <laughs> All right. Well, I, I wanted to check in just on you, like as your sister and, and make sure you were okay. Um, and I mean, I would offer you, by the way, my couch to stand on Lake Town City, but uh, mom and dad are here now. And mom totally brought reporters to my door one morning before I woke up. Pizza was more than happy to like hang out with them. So useless guard dog, but God, so cute. <laughs> I love the idea of just like pizza belly up with like a bunch of your stands just like rubbing, mm-hmm, <laughs> rubbing mm-hmm. the belly. And then like someone like, oh, I'll groom pizza. And it has like one of those grooming brushes and it gets like pizza's hair and sells it on, on bad eBay. Hilarious. <laughs> Not good eBay, Brandon. That's the one that Milo likes. Bad eBay is different. Bad Bay? Evil Bay. Oh, yeah. The E stands for evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of electronic. Nice. There's Evil Bay and Electronic Bay. Milo likes Electronic Bay. Right. But I, I'm i actually here to ask for your help. We have to... So, hmm. We are going to a place where we need to get something. And basically, we're, we're heisting a bad government agency. And uh, it's extremely inscrutable how we're going to get in there, what we're going to do, what's down there. Like, we literally don't know what to expect. And it could potentially be a dangerous situation. So I wanted to know if you felt like, you know, kind of getting into the zone and perhaps thinking about what might happen down there. And listen, if you don't want to collaborate, that's fine. But just out of the spirit of this whole situation. And Aggie looks around at the, okay, Eric, give me two more objects that are in the room. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, Amanda, I want to applaud you on how much you've grown as a tabletop RPG player. Hot damn. Danny says, wait, so is this, is this a metaphor, heisting a shadowy government organization? No, it's, it's literally happening. But also, I mean, the metaphor really writes itself, doesn't it? Uh, I would say so. And he points to uh, the doorway, which as you passed by, there is a old timey projector playing a movie by Steven Soderbergh, but it's called Ocean's $11 billion in debt. And it's about <laughs> it's about heisting the government to eliminate student debt, etc. Excellent. Where they got George Clooney to act in it, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just four hours of loop of just black and white shots of George Clooney taking money out of the various <laughs> objects. Brandon, honestly, correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's George Clooney like walking through the West Wing set and just like picking up any object and there's like a hundred dollars under it and he puts it in a briefcase. <laughs> and just like a lot of that. It's on loop. Oh, uh, like, listen, I, I know that the inspiration uh, strikes you sometimes, but I also know that you, you know, you have ways that you uh, sit down and you're like, you have your time and you're, you know, the, the kids are taken care of and like you're ready to work. Um, and I, I don't know, like it, it seems kind of silly that, um, that I, I want to like do more with you. I want to, I want to, I don't know. I want to be closer. I want to be friends. And yeah, I, you're you're busy, but if we could do this thing together, I would 
find it kind of cool. It would also be very useful for me. So, you know, I'm, I'm here, hat in hand. I will owe you, like, at least 10 hours of babysitting. And that's per child, by the way. So that's five together. Mm. Uh, <laughs> if, if, it's, if it's a double order. <laughs> you know I'm great at it. Did you, did you get any irreparable bodily harm to, to you as a kid? No. And that was because of me. Mm. No. Though the last time you did this, uh, both of my children had blue eyes for two weeks, which I'm not sure how that happened, but fine. What? (laughs) Oh, so you didn't notice the chemical explosion that happened in their room. Okay. Uh, So that's devaluing in front of me. They were 14 months old. How did they have access to chemicals? (laughs) Great question. We're only 30 and 31. I am the bad parent in my relationship. (laughs) So can you say more specifically, mechanically, we've talked about these paintings and how the painting kind of like is a slow whirlpool pushing the reality of what happens to in a way. What are you trying to get? What would you like the painting to do? Or what is the scene that you want Danny to focus on? I would love him to paint me a cross section of the underground levels of the OTA. I just want Mm. insight as to what's down there. Or I would say, like, the context of the item that we're looking for, whether it's, like, a room, a lighting, a smell, some kind of clue where, mechanically, as we explore what's down there, either we have some sense of the lay of the land or we kind of know where to focus. Hell yeah. Why don't you roll a d20 for me? And I have Danny's kind of, like, superhero modifier in my head. The thing that he does, and I will add that to that and tell you how this goes for you. In my head, when uh, Aggie mentioned the niceness stuff, Danny, like, slowly shoved a painting of Aggie and Danny hugging behind him. That's so cute. Yeah, now it's peeking out behind the hat on a hat on a Ronald Reagan on a hat (laughs) statue. So I got an eight. Can I use a luck point? Yes. However, I will say if you use a luck point on this, I will say that this rides towards the heist itself. So if you want to use it, I would say that you only have two to do in the uh, in the heist. That feels worth it for me. So I'm going to re-roll. I'm actually going to use my Chad dice. Chad Come dice. On, Chad. Chad dice. Chad dice. Chad, Chad dice. dice. Chad Come dice. On, Chad. Chad gave me a two, so an eight it is. Oh, boy, Fucking Chad. Chad, come on. That's so close to a nat 20, though. <laughs> I know. Danny thinks for a moment. He says, you know what? I do want to get out of this whole thing for a second. Let's, uh, let's, go, to the, let's go to the roof. And he pulls, like, a bellman's rope. That's just kind of like in the middle somewhere in the middle of the hangar. He pulls on it and then like a rope ladder tumbles from the ceiling. He's like, uh, I can just do this by myself. You, you're fine, right? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to do the old one, too. And I like uh, stretch up to the top of the roof and then offer up uh, one hand down below to like help lift Danny up. <laughs> Rude. Okay. Now they're going to know I used the rope ladder. You could have done that before. But fine. We've done this since we were kids. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, how do you become friends with your siblings after they're just your siblings? I don't, how do we do that? I don't know. I don't know why I was mean to you. I shouldn't have done that. Ah. I'm keeping myself from Charlie horsing you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The roof is 
totally bare. It's just kind of like the corrugated iron of this airplane hanger, except written on the top in very bold black paint. It says, it says, this is not Banksy's house on the roof. How is that secure? Why is no one concerned about security of knowing where people live? It says it's not Banksy's house. Yeah, but it's not, it's not Banksy's house. Uh, yeah. And you look over and the Statue of Liberty is very far away as you're somewhere in Hoboken. Why did I go to Hoboken? <laughs> and I think that set up there, there's like a Adirondack chair and a easel with the paint on it. So Danny can look out kind of on the Hudson River and uh, in all of New York City. I think you sit up there for a while. Danny takes kind of a while to get into the mode. He's like, this isn't my house. Like I, it's like... It's like I'm wearing. Tell me to like not watch. I can like go get food. No, it's fine. I just like it's like I'm wearing someone else's pajamas. Like I don't, I don't like it. It's not mine. Uh. It takes a while to get into it. Finally, like the wind kind of like whips up, and uh, you see like just a bunch of like paper and plastic bags and whatever other detrius from Hoboken has kind of swirled up, and Danny, his eyes have just gone totally white, and then he just starts painting. And it slowly starts to come together. And it's a lot of just, like, darkness, I guess, in the room. Like, he's just painting with, like, a lot of, like, midnight blues and blacks and grays and everything overlaying and overlaying. And it's like, gets, like, to the point where all of the paint starts to pile up on itself. It gets a, like, textured look. And more and more and more of this canvas is covered up by black. And then you realize that start, he's starting to paint down with, like, yellows and whites. And you see that there is, like, a single halogen bulb coming down on a pedestal with a pair of sunglasses on it. Uh, These are aviator sunglasses and it's incredibly sparse. There's like nothing else in there. It's just all all this like layered blacks and then grays except for just these incredibly chrome aviator sunglasses. And he kind of like shakes himself out of it. He's like, oh. uh, Okay, I mean... Is this helpful? Is this good for you? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Cool. Should we hug? And I hug him. <gasps> it came true! And then I wrap my arm, make my arms long to hug around myself as well. <laughs> Aww. Okay, these are going to be one of the team's items. Amanda, this item, you need to carry it with you. The painting? The painting. How big is it? It's like a full-size <laughs> painting. So Great. Uh, you can refer to the painting once, and it will tell you whether or not the item is in the next room. Ooh. You know now know you are looking for aviator sunglasses. It seems to be on a pedestal, maybe. Maybe that's just metaphorical. But you can refer to this painting and see if it is in the next room. Wow, okay. You can also make an insight check to determine whether or not you believe that this painting is giving you the right information. But, of course, I will not tell you if it is true or not. All right. But you rolled a nat 20 on that hug painting, so you know that's real. (laughs) Wonderful. So Aggie is is hugging herself and her brother in Hoboken on Banksy's house. Uh, Wonderful. Yeah. You want to go find Lou? Yeah. And I'm going to go through the museum gift shop on my way over to Lou's place. Obviously, we've talked about this beforehand. I'm not just going to show up. Do you know Lou's place, though? I texted Lou or called Lou or something. Wonderful. Interesting. What is a, What was that? It was, hey, Lou, it's Milo. I'm the guy that you met that one time that has the ghost powers. Um, I wanted to, I found this cool thing at the museum that I thought you might like. I just wanted to bring it over. And uh, 
Yeah. Can I come drop it off? Yeah, she texts you back. Sup, dude? D-O-O-D. Oh, no. Love it. <laughs> D-0-0-D. And then a ghost emoji. Yeah, you're not meeting my parents, so let's meet somewhere else. Cool, sounds good. Milo and Lou and Room. Milo and Lou and Room. Your friendship is Milo. No. <laughs> oh, is Room coming too? Uh, we, I mean, they we can. can only, we can only meet in a few, <laughs> a few places. Then. <laughs> That's fine. They don't need to, but if they want to come. No, now Room, uh, Room has seen this text message and is coming. What's up? <laughs> What's up, Room? Takes a photo uh, of. I guess they're like in the woods. <laughs> And like, so there's just like a bunch of trees everywhere. And then just like in the middle is room giving the goofiest fucking face. It was like, uh. <laughs> like he was mid burping or something. I love it. I think if room's going to be around and if you guys are meeting, you'd be like, Hey, uh, you can just come over. Uh, I live out in Weston, but behind my house. There's like a forest, there's kind of like a bunch of trees and forests that kind of just go everywhere. Um, we can meet, like there's a soccer field over there that we can we can meet up at. Sweet, on my way. And when I say gift shop, I mean I'm going to go down to the basement in the <laughs> museum. Yes, that's what the employees call the gift shop. Yep, and uh, see if there's anything small that I could nab. Steal? All of a sudden, like, Lucas jumps out and goes, freeze, time cops! And he's holding like two 80s guns at you. And Milo turns into a fog. No, you can't do that every time. It was, I I panicked. It had just, it's a reaction at this point. Please make a, uh, a a roll for me, my man. Spirit surge, my guy. Spirit surge roll. (laughs) Really? Really? Brandon? Really? Truly? (laughs) I got a one. Beautiful. Fucking beautiful. Oh. Brandon, roll a d10 for me. Ah. Also got a one. <laughs> oh, sweet baby Jesus. As you turn into a gas, you see like yourself filling the entire room. You are expanding to fill the space you are in. And Lucas is like, Milo, this is not funny. <coughs> what are you <coughs> what are you doing? Brandon, what's the first animal you think of? Okapi. Uh Lucas has just turned into an Okapi. Oh fuck. Incredible. <laughs> wow. Talk yes. about exit through the gift shop, am I right? Woo! <laughs> For those of you who don't know, an okapi is kind of like half zebra, half horse. They're so cute. And it's got a, a turquoise tongue. Yeah. They're related to giraffes. I did a diorama on them in fourth grade. It's my mom's favorite animal, so I always think of it. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Lucas is now uh, is now an okapi and is just kind of looks at you and flicks his turquoise tongue and then uh, poops on the floor. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to cast Dispel Magic. <laughs> Uh, you cast a spell magic and nothing happens. Uh, I text Lou and I'm like, hey, Lou, do you have any, like, um, you know, potions or something? <laughs> some science to get change someone from an Okapi into a human? There's a few minutes of silence from Lou. And Lou says, yeah, I can, I can, I can figure something out. <laughs> I send a photo of a <laughs> copy to Lou. <laughs> but it's not of Lucas, it's from Google Images. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to be like, here's an Okapi in a basement. <laughs> also, I'm a gas. What about, 
What about this Okapi? Are you at the zoo? Oh, I thought you were just asking what's an Okapi. Uh, no, I turned my friend Lucas into an Okapi. <laughs> Bummer. Okay. I'll, yeah, I can work on, I can work on that stuff. That's fine. Thanks. Uh, cool. I guess I'll bring Lucas over to you. Okay. Brandon, please make a charisma check for me, and you can add your fame modifier. Because <laughs> you're going to walk an Okapi through the city. You're going to bring it on the sky tram. 10 plus 0 plus 2, so 12. Wonderful. Yeah, so how do you get to this soccer field out in Weston? Well, Eric, I look through <laughs> my spell list. <laughs> Transport Okapi, third level spell. <laughs> you do know a person with a van, and it's Val. That is true, but I don't. I know. I know one thing in this life, and I know that it's Milo does not want to take shit from Val. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too true. <laughs> I know one thing, and it's Val would roast him. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a spell called Wind Walk. Hell yeah! And me and up to ten willing creatures I can see within range assume a gaseous form for the duration. Yeah. And we look at clouds, and we have a flying speed of three hundred feet. That's really good, Brandon. <laughs> please make a spirit surge. Um, please make two because you also tried to dispel magic. Sixteen, nine. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, I assume the Okapi is willing because it's Lucas. <laughs> uh, Lucas the Okapi looks at you and flicks his turquoise tongue and then poops right on your shoes. I'm gonna take that as a yes, <laughs> and then we turn into clouds. I love that. Sam. I love Does that. Does it still look like an Okapi? Like, is there just a <laughs> gaseous flying Okapi yeah. flying through the city? If you were to see a cloud in the sky that looked like in the shape of an Okapi, that's what it looks like. A very specific shape. There's a Milo cloud and an Okapi cloud. Very <laughs> good. Going soaring through the air. And then 15 years later on the refrigerator of some former preschooler from Lake Town City, there is in fact a photo they drew of uh, the magnet uh, with an Okapi cloud and a, and a Milo cloud. Uh, I also rolled a 19, so that also uh, was the cover of National Geographic for for that month it was a photo cool. of those clouds. Wow. That's dope. And they were like, new cloud shape discovered. <laughs> and uh, Milo sees it in the, the actual gift shop of the museum. I like <laughs> the idea that the National Dis uh, Inquirer bought National Geographic in this alternate <laughs> universe. Oh, no, that's dark. It's very <laughs> funny. Hey, it's Eric. This is the last episode of Join the Party in 2021, and I just want to say thank you to all of you. This has been a wild year, continuing off a wild year before that, but Join the Party has always been something that we can remember, and I, can, I personally have been able to put a lot of creative energy into and love and all been able to like have a lot of fun with all the players and making this thing possible. It's been really good for me to have, and I know it's been good for everyone else and I'm sure it's been good for you. So for all of you listening out there, we couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. This is the mid-roll. Five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year. Thank you to all of our patrons. We are recording this one in advance so our team can have some time off. So we are going to thank all of our fabulous new patrons next time. 
But hey, it's still a great time to become a patron of Join the Party. Start 2022 off right. Let's lay out everything you get when you join the Patreon. You get our bonus podcast, Party Planning, about being a better player in DM and whatever the JTP folks wants to talk about. You can get the video version of that podcast. You can get the bonus campaign, Join the Team. You can get bloopers. You can get playlists. You can get Discord access. There is so much waiting for you. It is your time to sign up now. Patreon.com slash join the party pod. That is patreon.com slash join the party pod. I also think you should check out the other shows that are part of the Multitude Collective. I think you'd really like Spirits. Now, you've heard of Amanda. You've heard of Julia. But instead of playing Dungeons & Dragons, what if they talked about mythology? Spirits is a history and comedy podcast focused on everything folklore, mythology, and the occult told through the lens of feminism, queerness, and modern adulthood. Every week, our very own Julia and Amanda get together to learn about a different story from mythology and folklore over drinks. Everything from the mythological origins of major franchises like Lord of the Rings and Wonder Woman to modern urban legends to a roundup of werewolf stories from around the world. Start listening to any of the 250 episodes they've released over the last five years. So much to enjoy, whether you're here for analyses of mental health and mythology or creepy modern ghost stories told by real, actual listeners. Dive in at spiritspodcast.com or search for spirits wherever you download your podcasts. I would also recommend the ones that have me on it. I think I did a great job. We are sponsored this week by Inked Gaming. Inked is a company built by gamers for gamers and has been at the top of their game for supplying their customers with world-class products since they first launched back in 2011. From playmats to dice bags to sleeves and dice, they are your one-stop shop for quality gaming gear. They believe every gamer is an individual and is our mission to help you customize the way you play, easy and affordable. All artists and creators featured on Inked Gaming receive a commission from products sold of their work, which is all you really want from your friendly neighborhood online game store. And as a part of their sponsorship for this episode, Teamed Inked has given us a special 10% off discount, which we're giving to you. Head over to their site, inkedgaming.com slash join the party, pick out some items, and when you're ready to check out, use the code join the party to receive 10% off your order. That is Inked gaming.com slash join the party we are also sponsored by brook linen these days your home may feel a little bit less like the refuge it should be because you know spent all that time in it forever and forever going forward but you can up your comfort level with brook linen with all of your home good needs their goal is to create beautiful high quality home essentials that don't break the bank brook linen started with bedding but now offers all the essentials to make every corner of your home next level comfy five star sheets were just the start and their collections of must-haves includes everything from dreamy to decor to cozy loungewear to their new line of slippers i will say i have the sheets i have the duvet cover for the blanket and i have the sweatpants and every single one of them is comfy cozy and i call it comfy cozy because you can be comfy and you can be cozy but you got to be comfy cozy all at the same time so brooklyn is going to help you with that and you can be just as comfy cozy all one word as me get comfortable comfy cozy 
this season and save while you do it. Go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code join the party for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That is B R O O K L I N E N.com and enter promo code join the party for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. brooklinen.com promo code join the party comfy cozy. Finally, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Listen, the best way to think about therapy is through a bunch of analogies. We get our car service to prevent bigger issues down the road. We see the dentist for our teeth to prevent cavities and other issues. Going to therapy is like all of the above. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything but not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and we want you to invest in your mind. And Join the Party listeners can get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Join the Party. That is B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Join the Party. And no, the bone witch cannot come because really... Investing in your mental health is, is important, and I'm not going to make a joke about a magical hag who uses bones to foretell the future instead of therapy. Though it's pretty funny, and I'm really appreciative all of you like it. <laughs> and now, back to the show. Hell yeah, yeah. So you uh, you can fly through the air towards Weston. Uh, I think that you uh, you pull up and you're kind of in a Squirrel Hill at Squirrel Hill Fields out in Weston, uh, where you can see that a bunch of preschoolers are playing soccer, but they're playing soccer in the way that children do. Is that like a like just imagine like twenty four year olds running at the ball all at the same time and trying to kick it. Mm-hmm. And Lou and Room are sitting in the stands. Lou has on the high school uniform that you saw her in at, at the party. And Room is going, soccer, beautiful game. <laughs> game of kings. <laughs> is the school uniform one that's identifiable to a school in Lake Town City? Good question. Make a history check for me. Oh, good. My best skill. <laughs> Oh, 17 minus 1 for 16. That's Wonderful. pretty dang good. The answer is no. If you look closer at it, which you realize, I guess, after hanging out with Lou at the gala, it literally just says, like, Charles Xavier School for, for Mutants on it. All right, cool. Thank you, Eric. So, yeah, they as you fly up, uh, they're sitting on the, on the stands watching this uh, preschool soccer game. Well, we condense down into rain and then collect on the ground and then reform into people. And it'll copy. Horrifying. Lou says, horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want me to take an copy on the SkyTram or? Kind of. No, there was just a moment where you looked like Jello, which I hated. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what do you need, uh, buddy boy? And Milo gestures wildly at the Okapi. Oh, okay. Who? What? Can you give me some more information, please? Yeah, I went down to the, uh, what we call the gift shop. It's where the employees steal things that no one's going to notice from the museum. And I was going to bring you a present. And uh, Lucas is down there. He's my coworker. He's my best friend. And uh, he scared me because he thought it'd be funny. And I turn into a cloud when I get scared now. 
and uh, you know, I think he really scared me. So I some something happens, something some ghost from the other side that'll be funny to pull a prank, and uh, turn Lucas into a copy. So uh, yeah, cool, neat. Um, how how are you? What's up? How are you doing? Just <laughs> taking this all in. I'm liking it. It's pretty neat. Um, On the way over here, I was thinking of our our friendship name, and I was thinking Milu. What do you think about that? No, sorry. I'm, I'm running the calculations on how to turn your friend back out from an Okapi. That's good. Whatever you said, I agree I agree with it. Milu um, in room. Milu in room. Friend. <laughs> also, the charisma check, I want to say that... Um, Unfortunately, no one now thinks that you have an Okapi sidekick uh, anymore, unfortunately. Have the small four-year-old children noticed the Okapi on the soccer field? That's a great question. <laughs> at some point, when uh, the goalies on both of the sides, instead of just looking at the clouds, and be like, I saw I saw that Okapi in the sky. And they look over and like, there's an Okapi there with Ghost, ghost, super, ghost Superman. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. That's what I needed in my day. Like, I want oranges. I look forward to them telling their parents the story, and their parents are like, yeah. Sure, and then going bud. back to their other parent and being like, I think our kid has too active an imagination. Is that a thing? <laughs> no. Damn it, Donald. Why are we talking about Okapis and you don't love me anymore? <laughs> oh, no. Brandon, this is what happens to you when you create NPCs. <laughs> they have happens. existential crises. And then the, the partner slowly turns away from the room and tears and half two plane tickets to Aruba. No! I don't consent. This is scenes from our marriage. <laughs> That's what happened from your charisma check. <laughs> is that child's family fell apart. Um, <laughs> as li- <laughs> No! Uh, yeah, I can, I'll work on some stuff. Yeah, what... Was there another reason that wasn't Okapi related that you wanted to hang out or you wanted to, you needed me? Oh yeah. Um, I was going to, I had some questions. Do you have, uh, I don't know. Like I thought I had some super secret burner phones, but I don't think that they work maybe. Um, so I didn't want to say anything over text or anything, but do you have any like, um, you know, like Faraday cage or something we can, a bubble we can go in that we can't be heard or seen or spoken at or, you know, some science. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I don't, yeah. When do you need it by? Oh, I meant like right now. Do you just have one of those on hand that we can talk to each other in? Oh yeah. Um, sorry. I am juggling these two. I have a copy on one side of the brain and Faraday cage on the other side of my brain. Yeah. Let me just, just let me think about it. Lou gestures to room and room like Room turns around and has a very, very, very small backpack on him. Yeah. But really, it's just a regular size backpack with room size straps. Yeah. And uh, he leads down, and, and Lou is rooting around in there. So, Brandon, here's what, ha- here's what happened mechanically is that since Lou is spending equal amounts of time trying to turn Lucas back from being an Okapi, this is again just the stuff that she has on hand. So, I think that uh, she's pulled like an alchemy kit out of her backpack and it's kind of like pouring tinctures together. And at the same time, she grabs, like, a little bobblehead of a corgi. Like, it's like a Funko Pop style. It's just, like, big head, like, big eyes. And she, like, pushes the Funko Pop's head, and it kind of, like, bobbles around. And you see that, like, almost imperceptibly, like, a dome kind of, like, 
comes out from the little corgi thing and covers the Okapi and you and Lou, but Room is outside and Ru- you see uh, one of the children accidentally scores a goal <laughs> because the, uh, the the goalie was looking at the Okapi and you see like Room clap and cheer, but you can't hear anything. So Lou is like, yeah, no, just you can, I can pay attention while I'm doing this. Uh, yeah, what's up? What do you need? Awesome. Thank you. Um, so, uh, um, we are going to, the LT3 are going to go heist a government agency, the OTA, have you heard of them? Mm. Um, keep that on the down low, if you don't mind, but, uh, yeah, we were gonna see, we wanted to see maybe if you wanted to come along, if you thought you'd be useful, or if you didn't, then maybe if you had some kind of, like, Invention, plans, thoughts, warnings—you know, something that might help us in the in this way. Sure. Yeah. Um, man, you guys are like really hurting after like Doctor Morrow is out. I feel like you're trying to replace her with me, like filling that that scientist hole you have in your heart. As she like pours a purple liquid into a silver liquid, and it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, yeah, we sure that's a fair assessment. But no, I mean, we like you because you're you. You're awesome, and and we want you to, we want you to uh, to do cool things. And I want to do my, my Lou, you know. Yeah, uh, skip to my like, Lou. That's our. That's the name of our anime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Okay. Well, why don't you say like two nice things about me? As she's like swirling the liquid around in the test tube. Uh, I mean, you're the smartest person in like Town City, but that's just kind of like a title, and not necessarily a, a nice thing. I see, I get it. Uh, you got cool fashion sense. I love this this look, and uh, you seem to make very genuine friendships. Oh, seems very nice. Oh, oh my god, yeah. you did that. No one ever does that. They just tell me to fuck off <laughs> and make with the science biz. Chop chop. No, All right. I want to be friends, my Lou. Coming on so strong. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, just hold on. Uh, she reaches back into her backpack and pulls out like a giant baby bottle and pours the liquid, uh, which is now still going. And uh, then like is hand feeding it to the Okapi Lucas and be like, yeah, uh, I if you want me to come along, I can. I also can just like give you kind of give you some stuff that you're that you're interested in that that's yeah what, whatever you need man i mean if you want to come heist and you feel like that's a good use of your time and you're it's not like you know too risky for you we'd love to have you yeah no i can just tell my parents i'm going over to stacy's house yeah don't tell them you're going over to the superhero milo's house <laughs> no i'm going to stacy's house there's no stacy it works oh, it's worked up for a while i see okay <laughs> yeah i gotcha but no, I'm, I'm in for the heist. That sounds great. Yeah. I mean, I would love for Room to come along, too, but I think Room might be less good at sneaking. I don't, I don't want to make that assumption, but it seems maybe. Uh, Room starts jumping up and down to celebrate the goal, and the bleachers just fall out underneath him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So I don't know if um, if Room, you know, has a poker night or something that night or whatever, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fine. I could he can hang out. He doesn't Stacy's Stacy's parents are 
sometimes love room and sometimes hate room. So that we can we'll, we can facilitate that. Okay. Cool. Uh, hey, ma- hey, my man, uh, make a stealth check for me. Twelve plus three for fifteen. Cool. Yeah, uh, I think you wrap up your conversation with Lou, and as she is bottle feeding Lucas, uh, eventually he anamorphs out of an Okapi and becomes like half Lucas, half half Okapi at one point. And as soon as he becomes Lucas again, he goes, "I hate being time cops." Lucas, I am so sorry. I'm gonna have to reckon with the fact that I can't taste in the same way ever again. And if I ask you to become an Okapi again, don't let me. Deal. Can I be an Okapi again? No! Damn it! (laughs) Cool, all right, so you got another person uh, on the squad. I would say you bringing Lou, uh, you can also, if you wanna keep that item slot open, you can, Lou might have been able to like have put that in your bag already Mm. instead of trying to like talk to Dez, and Dez would not have come with you on the heist. Or MacGyver some shit out of chewing gum and more chewing gum. Precisely. Yeah, exactly. I will say, unfortunately, I don't know if you're going to be able to get your hands on Brian Roper's shit. Because you ended up talking to Danny instead. That's okay. Okay. Alright, Gulia, you ready? Yeah. Alright. We go from color to a little black and white panel as Milo is telling Lucas he can't become an Okapi anymore. <laughs> and then it says, Meanwhile... And we cut over to Val. Julia, what do you want? Uh, what do you want Val to do? So Val is going to go to that superhero meeting at SUNY Lake Town City that Hitomi had mentioned. Sure thing. Or rather, Volcani is going. Oh, Volcani is going. Okay, oh, good, to, yeah. good to know. Uh, yeah, you're walking up through College Park. Uh, we've spent some time there, but I think it, we're actually going to go inside of SUNY LTC for the first time. Morrow University and SUNY LTC are very close to each other. Like, the entrances are, like, you enter on College Park Way. Uh, and on one side, as you turn and you look over at Morrow University, there are so many statues of Dr. Morrow just, like, speckled throughout the campus there. It's like someone only had their likeness and didn't have anyone else's likeness and said, all right, oops, all Dr. Morrow's. <laughs> sure. Do you think Dr. Morrow has her own cereal in Lake Town City? She probably does, right? It's probably like the um, Price Chopper brand of like <laughs> falsified cereals. You know, what are they called? <laughs> of like name brands? Like, like generic? Yeah. yeah. Generic brands. I like the idea that maybe they're little like barrels of nuclear waste and they turn your milk green, like neon Gross. green. Oh yeah. It's a real 90s choice. Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling kind of Captain Crunch vibes. Mm-hmm. Like it's Captain Dr. Maramaro Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> and they're little green things of diaphragm. Yeah. Oops, all diaphragm is the one that has all the barrels of waste <laughs> uh-huh. in it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then as you look at SUNY LTC, it's just like a very kind of like nice university. The SUNY system, what we talked about is the State University of New York system. A real thing. The it's, jewel of the state. It, it's wonderful. And there are there are colleges all over New York State. But I guess you wherever you are listening and in or in your country, you have a uh, state university system. Or maybe you live in Europe and things are better there. Uh, <laughs> I like to imagine that, like, it's inset into the forest because, you know, College Park is all the way in the top left corner of Lake Town City. So I feel like they tried to keep as many of the trees as possible. So I feel like there's a lot of, like, walkways or literally, like, around forests. For those of you who have been to, like... Uh, music festivals it's kind of like when there are places like very much off the beaten path it's like all of a sudden you're like oh am i just in the forest for 10 minutes and then you walk out and then you're like 
there's a massive building like right in front of you, and that's the science building. Or one of those big uh, Ren fairs that's like a whole town. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. So I think that like you walk past like a bunch of college buildings, and then there's one. I think that you we walk up on the student union um, that's like very much just like inset into the forest, and Hitomi is waiting for you uh, out on the steps. Also, I totally know the way because canonically Val went to SUNY Lake Town City. That's right. I forgot. You have a degree in communications from there, right? I do. Fucking hilarious. Did you spend any time at in the student union when you were there? Oh, for sure. Played a lot of ping pong. Hell yeah. I ruled that foosball table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please make a perception check for me. Not good at perception, though. Ooh, I rolled an 18, though. Hell yeah. You see the college student River Greens playing hacky sack by himself right in front of the student. <laughs> <laughs> Points at their eyes, points at River Greens. Uh, the hacky sack falls dramatically to the floor as River Greens runs away. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Hell yeah. Uh, Toby says, please don't scare the students when you come in like that. Do you He knows know what he did. <laughs> Your life is full of secrets, and I love you. I love you. Um, hey, so, okay, so I guess we just needed to get your, we need to get you like a badge to come inside. Um, I haven't heard from the, the, like, the administrative department. And there's a professor. Like, the professor usually, like, shows up 10 minutes late who's, like, the, the professional advisor. So we can we can figure that out. Um, are you excited? Are you ready to empower some children? Oh, hell yeah. I love empowering children. I like them to feel like they are responsible for their actions and also that they are the future. <laughs> You sound like an infomercial teaching someone how to learn how to play dodgeball. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, you go in, there's like a security guard kind of set up there who's looking through and Hitomi's like, hey, I'm here for like uh, the Powered Students Alliance uh, meeting. I think we should have a, a badge for Volcani. PSA? <laughs> yeah, PSA. Is uh, he flipping through and he's like, hey, uh, all right, let me look here. Let me see what we have registered here um oh that's uh that's strange i don't who you're you're volcani yes i am the superhero volcani okay uh well okay we know we have uh ms devi had put a uh, a badge aside for a superhero but it says it written down that we have a hard body uh, did they al- I'm sorry, did they already pick that badge up? No, it's like, it's right, it's here. It's, but you're not hard body, you're Volcani, you have different powers. You have, yours is... Yours Val is just stares at him. Uh, Hatobi like steps in front of you and says, <laughs> Hey, uh, that, no, we ha- this should be registered. Uh, I, I talked to Ms. Devi earlier today and she said... That she was, she had all the thing for for Volcani. Like, no, it seems like uh, we have hard body here. Oh, they are, uh, they sound similar. Maybe you misheard. No, I don't think so. I never misheard anything, anything before. I would like to intimidation check. I think you misheard. Uh, yeah, do an intimidation check. Yeah. Sure. Do I get to add my fame? Sure. I only rolled a thirteen, but with my fame, it's a plus nine, so it's a twenty-two. <laughs> I twenty-two. Christ. Uh, please, you're melting through my desk. And you look down, <laughs> just like your hands have melted through, literally like your hands are on fire and are melting through the desk. I apologize. The SUNY system should probably pay for that. They're very generous with their grants. 
no, it seems like my desk is just going to have a Volcani hand hole in it. No, that's okay. I mean, I bet, I, I bet the kids take pictures with that. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, well, no, I recognize you from the TV. You're fine. <laughs> Thank you. Like, that's, I don't know why. I will, I will email her and make sure that is straightened out. Um, okay. Uh, well, I guess you're going to be co-presenting with Hardbody. Are you okay with that? Uh, I mean, it sounds like Hardbody is invited. I didn't invite you, but uh, Ms. Debbie must have got where we were, we, you know, we've been trying to invite different superheroes from everywhere. So she must have just gotten her scheduling mixed up. So I don't know. I guess we'll just uh, do one presentation and then the other. Yeah, I guess so. That's fine. Okay. Who's ready to learn? As far as Shannon Redwine, your high school bully, a.k.a. now hard body after having a Harley Quinn poison ivy relationship with the sommelier, just fucking walks through a wall. Being like, I'm ready to educate. Like the Kool-Aid man? That's property damage. Fine. Oh, Volcani, you're here. Weird. You're here. That's also weird. I didn't spend five years preparing for the TED Talk that I haven't been able to do yet. For me not to be able to present at the same time as someone else. It's fine. Why did you spend five years preparing for a thing that no one ever invited you to do in the first place? (laughs) It's like you don't know what the secret is and you're trying to be rude about it. I am. (laughs) I could tell. Hi, um, I'm Hard Bonnie. I just, it's with a capital H, A as in Ard Body, R as in Erd Body, D as in Hard, the D in Hard Body, the Body. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, you can have, oh, yeah, I have, I have your security right here. Watch out, this is Bolton. (laughs) <laughs> let's cut over to you two in front kind of just like in this nondescript college room uh there's just like a bunch of college students kind of laid out uh on on various chairs and there's some bean bags and someone has willingly sat on the floor because it doesn't hurt your back to do that when you're 19 it's true. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's your superpower is being able to sit on the floor fuck so julia <laughs> please present uh, hello, my my name is Volcani. It's nice to meet you all. Hey, Volcani, what's up? What's up? What's up, Volcani? I love you. You're really cool. Appreciate you. So, I, it's been a weird year for me. I have been a superhero now for about a year, and I know better than anyone that it is a difficult position to be in when it comes to having powers that you might not have complete control over. You know, it's hard. And putting yourself in dangerous situations is not the best idea when it comes to using your powers for what you probably will use them for, which is for good. So I'm here kind of putting out feelers in order to see if any one of you would be interested in what I have been calling like a big super little super program. Because like, I know if I hadn't had the right kind of guidance as a superhero and like honestly like as a fucking queer non-binary person if i hadn't had the proper guidance when i was at like an impressionable age like you folks then 
I don't know what I would have done and I might not have turned out the way that I turned out. So I am here kind of offering my support and to try to find interested parties in a program where you can learn how to use your powers responsibly and without putting other people in danger. Someone has taken a photo of you and on the internet there's Volcani says trans rights <laughs> like meme going around for a little while. Volcani just points at that person. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Bunch of people like raise their uh, pronoun pins up. What up? Hitomi uh, says, "Oh, wonderful. I uh, that would be great. I mean, uh if you're looking where, you know, this would be a different thing outside of the college thing, but I I obviously I trust Volcani and everyone else in L, in the LT3 and the other superheroes uh that are here and I think that's a wonderful thing. I will get everyone's contact info. Does anyone have any questions for Volcani or do you I do you have anything else to say before we go to questions? I was also going to Someone raised their hand. Would they like to ask me a question before I go on to my next point? Oh, is this Oreo? <laughs> yeah, this is Oreo. Are you also able to help with like my calculus homework? Or fuck no. Okay. Yes, a uh, person in the front there. Um, does this does this come with credit? Can I get an internship? I am not offering internships at this time. This is like a big brother, big sister, little brother, little sister program. Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's a I, mentorship. Do I get like, do I get like uh, community service hours to her graduation? If you do community service, yes, I will sign papers saying you did community service. Tight as fuck. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Can I do like a work study? Can I like ask the phones and get some credit or... Again, I am not in a position where I can hire you for any sort of job. Hatobi <laughs> says, oh, I have a question. Yes, miss. Could you share, I guess, a few things that you've learned over the last year or so about superheroing to everyone here who has powers for those if you want to go on the superhero track in your life? Excellent question. Point one that I will be making <laughs> your superpowers are more than what defines you and also they can evolve into different things i used to just be able to vibrate and move really fast now i have fire powers can you imagine what would have happened if like i didn't know what i was doing and then i got fire powers that would have been terrible i, I forget the point of the question what, was I, <laughs> what else what else was i saying what are some other things you've learned volcani <laughs> That taking care of your community and the people that you love is extremely important and should be the most important thing to you. Aww. And when you have superpowers, you do have a responsibility to your community to do what is best for them. In the back, hard body raises her hand. Does anyone else have any questions? Um, I have a question. Okay. Uh, so... I love everything you're doing there. This is so great for you. But how do you make any money doing it? I have jobs that aren't superpower related. Wow. So superheroing is your side hustle? Man, we live in a society. I have to have a job. <laughs> I'm so sorry that this has to be your side hustle. That's hard. Uh, it's not a side hustle. It is a thing that I do for my community because I love it. It's like, you know, how some people volunteer their time to, like, clean up community gardens and shit like that. No, I don't. You d Oh, you don't know what community <laughs> service is. That makes sense. No. Oh, no. Well, thank you. Now I learned about it. I will look it up later. How did you graduate college? Um, 
well doing credits and things. Mm, okay. Oh, uh, all right. So if anyone wants to talk to Volcani later, we can. They could uh, sign up uh, there. They could sign up there in the back. Uh, uh, I will also be talking to your uh, academic advisor about organizing a community superhero field trip in the next coming week, if you are all, all interested, because I think that organizations like, say, uh, Morocorp and the OTA are actually very insightful in the history of how us superheroes interact with our community. So if anyone is interested in signing up for that and seeing some cool offices at the OTA, you can also sign up for that as well. Oh, hell yeah. I'll pack my legible. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Let, let's go on a field trip. This sounds great. Yeah. And I think that you can you can go to the back and you, there's a there's a sign up sheet at the, at the back there. Heard Body starts their, uh, this conversation. Uh, do you want to listen? I do want to listen to it. You do want to listen to it? Yes. Okay, great. I do want to say that like 70% of the college kids are already at the things putting their names on while Hardbody goes up to the oh, yeah. stage. Great. I'm so happy that we were ha- I'm able to talk about after Volcani. Volcani is talking about a lot of things that I also believe in, but what I also want to talk about is and why I was invited here is what what can you do to make superheroing your job? Now, it seems to be a little complicated. You think that you, there's just Batman there. And if you want, if you, not all, we're not Batman. Our parents didn't die and leave us tons of money. You do need, there needs some amount of, you. I need to have a job also at the same time. So here are some ways for you to be able to do this. One, you could join and have a benefactor, similar to what the Lake Town City 3 were doing, um, uh, but then recently that didn't happen anymore, and I feel really bad about that for you. <laughs> for the record, any money that I did get from our quote-unquote benefactor, I didn't realize until much, much later. <laughs> right. It's, it's also confusing and also kind of a dark money situation, which we don't all want to be a part of. Another thing you could do is if, as a freelance uh, superhero that I am with uh, with my business partner, uh, the sommelier, uh, you can get up contracts where someone needs you to do things for them or protect a certain thing. Now, Isn't, isn't this, that like being a mercenary? Like, yeah, isn't that bad? It's exactly like being a mercenary, but you gotta get that hustle, get that back. Oh. I have a question about how you morally choose your clients. Uh, yes, great question. I only choose good ones, which I check <laughs> with my conscience. Thanks. Do you do research into these people and these shell corporations that are probably hiring you? I ask only because I know some of the former clients of the sommelier. Um, great question. Uh, I check, we do extensive research with our research team, and also I check with my conscience, and if I know what's good or not, then I can go there, because all of us should be able to check with who we are to make sure that we know, like, what's good and what's defending what's right and good. For example, working with the United States government is good, because they're our government. I don't, I I appreciate that's true. I don't think that's right. Great question. You're, You're in a room full of college students. And they all, and they work, and we are all here in the state university system, which has set up this college for us, for us to have less expensive college. Sounds great. So I can't ta- talk too much of it, but I will say that I, I have taken some government contracts, and I feel very good about it. And uh, I've been able to work with some very interesting people. College should be free. 
I'm looking forward to the, finally when I get to fight Chen in Redwine since she's probably the bodyguard for the OTA now. So looking forward to that. Uh, make an insight check. I got plus four to insight. So I rolled a 14, so it's an 18. That's pretty good. Pretty good. It's one of two choices. Either Shannon Redwine is going over to the Middle East, or she's probably working for the OTA. <laughs> I text the other people in the LT3. So Shannon Redwine probably works for the OTA as a freelancer, just as a heads up. Which one is that? Is that uh, the body? The... Hard body. Oh, right. Yeah, that's all with the terrible Eye roll name. emoji. Yeah, gotcha. Aggie sends a heart and then says fuck and then sends the person making an X emoji. <laughs> That's the one I meant. See if you can find her kryptonite while you're there. Ooh, good call. It's uh, having morals is her kryptonite. <laughs> I don't know if I can find that in like mineral form. <laughs> I don't think so either. Shannon Redwine is now wrapping up a whole section about sponsorships. And she says, all right, well, if anyone has any questions, here is my email. And uh, I will definitely get back in touch with you. Great. Goodbye. <laughs> and she just walks through the wall. <laughs> Can you stop doing that? It's the fastest way from A to B. Stop impeding me. <laughs> the wall was impeding you. No, not anymore. I'm hard body with an H. What else would it be? <laughs> Bow to the rest of the group is just like, this is why you have to care about your community. <laughs> Otherwise, people just make holes in your walls. Hell yes. Okay, so I think, yeah, the students are signing up. Uh, he told me, he's like, so how are, is this like you say that there's going to be a field trip and then a bunch of people are going to show up and we'll just figure it out later, or? I mean, I am going to ask the academic advisor, and then if she says no, then all I'm going to do is just bring these teens there sure. anyway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you know her? Does she like you? Yeah, I mean, we've only talked on email. I've never met her in person, but I'm sure we can, like, find her. Okay, well, you can help me convince it then. Cool. Yeah, she didn't show up to the, the meeting? Uh, Ms. Devi, no. Okay. Hatomi also tells you that there was, like, a there's a, a professorial advisor who is also, like, in a, an adjunct professor who works on, like, plants and stuff because his he can make plants grow out of his body. That's cool, cool. as fuck. And he, when someone says that to him, he said, it's not cool, it's science, it sucks. Um... <laughs> So, and then Ms. Devi is the administrator who, uh, Kathleen Devi, you saw at the gala. Right. Can you make a charisma check for me? Sure. Do I get to add my fame to it? Yes, actually. Cool. Then it's a dirty 20. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of the students are kind of just like milling around afterwards and a bunch of them just peace. A lot of them sign up, but also a lot of them take uh, Shannon Redwine's card, uh, Hardbody's card. Uh, one of the students then hops on the ground and then like a little skateboard of earth comes out and he just kind of rides that out. Badass. You're, you're very cool. You. I know. Awesome. Bye. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hitomi's like, yeah, I guess we can try to find uh, Ms. Devi. I know we're, I can find her office. Sure. Sounds good to me. Cool. I think that they poke around, you guys poke around, you kind of walk through a few hallways. It's like a cute date where you point out to Hitomi, like all the sights from your college years. Yeah. Yeah, she walks you down a few hallways and gets to uh, uh, Ms. Devi's office. And it's like Kathleen Devi, coordinator of like extracurricular activities for the student union. And um, the door is closed and the lights are off. I knock anyway. Sure. Uh, nothing happens. Okay. Hey, why don't you make a perception check for me? Not my specialty, but we'll try. Uh, let's say nine. Yeah. <laughs> no one responded because there's nobody in there. 
Is there like a secretary for the office or something like that that might be currently working? Yeah, I think there's someone who has like a high pony uh, sitting at a a very large desk who says, please, uh, I would really appreciate it if you didn't melt my desk. (laughs) Absolutely. Would you be able to help me by telling me where Miss Debbie is at the moment? Oh, yeah. We just had a baby shower for Kathleen. I'm sorry that you missed it. Um, She's going to have the baby any day now. If you want to like contribute money to it, we haven't sent the card. We haven't sent her like a card or like a for a diaper genie or whatever that is. Val just guiltily slips a $20 bill in there. (laughs) (laughs) Who is covering her academic advising or uh, who is covering her student extracurricular advising in that time period? Uh, She might be doing stuff remotely, but um, I'm she might be still doing that. But, you know, uh, it's kind of just the professors kind of take up the uh, take up the mantle there. Okay, cool. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate your time. Sure. I mean, do you have her email? Do you need that? Uh, yeah, that would be great. Thank you. Cool. Um, yeah, she gives it to you. Hitomi's like, oh, yeah, that's the one I have. Cool. And yeah, I mean, let me see if I can track this science man down. Uh, yeah, he's just like in a biology lab, and uh, Hitomi walks in. And be like, hey, Dave. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever it is, fine. I sign off. Oh, it's no. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Don't know who you are. Stop it. Your plants look very scientific. It sucks. I hate it. I just said scientific. I didn't say cool. I'm just saying it sucks. Because, and okay. you see that like he's examining like spiky roses that are coming out of his forearm. I love Dave. All right. Cool, Dave. I get paid so little for this. So relatable. All right. Well, then our field trip is a go. Dave said it's cool. Okay. Yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. Cool. You met Kathleen Debbie, didn't you? At the, the thing? Yeah. At the gala? Yeah, that's right. I admit I... Yeah. This is a weird fucking question. Was she visibly pregnant when you met her? No. What? Okay. Uh, Maybe we should go find her. Because now I'm concerned. Wait, hold on. Wait a second. Uh, And Hitomi goes on her phone... And looks through, like, kind of like, just like the, the SUNY LTC website. Mm-hmm. And it flips through. It says, looking for Kathleen Devi. And it brings up, like, <laughs> on the website, the photo, Kathleen Devi's in her late 30s, has, like, very short hair that is graying. And it does say underneath that she's out from maternity leave. And uh, she is a, also a, an Indian woman. But, like, the person at the gala and the person on this website are not the same. Huh. Interesting. I think I turned to Hitomi and I'm like, do you remember the information for the other person that you met at the gala? Was it Robin Garcia? Yeah. I mean, I can text him. He gave me his, he gave me his phone number. Cool. Uh, he's also like doing like community stuff out in Weston. So I can, I can look him up and ask him about, ask him about her. Yeah. If he's doing some community service, maybe we could bring the teens to do some community service and somebody would fucking asking me for jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can figure it out. Uh, what do you want to ask Robin? I mean, uh, Hitomi can just text him. I want to ask him how well he knows the woman who was claiming to be Kathleen Devi at the gala. Sure. There's a bunch of texting back and forth because uh, Robin really wanted to know how Hitomi was doing. And but then Robin talked about his kids for a while and it was just like it took a while. But then Robin said, no, I met her at the same time you did. I, 
we met at the gala and then we all sheltered in place uh, and then we all went to that diner together to wait it out. Hmm. Okay. Not helpful, unfortunately. I think Val is going to turn to Hitomi and be like, I think maybe you should like email the woman that you've been talking to who might be on maternity leave at the moment and like let her know that someone is claiming to be her. Yeah, no problem. I'll I'll that's work on this. Probably something that we should be doing. Yeah, that's fine. This is so weird. It's super <laughs> you know, weird. It is like is this like one of those true crime podcasts but it's not deaf, it's fraud. I've never listened to a true crime podcast in my life, so maybe <laughs> That's true. Well, a podcast is, it comes from the word iPod, which, and, no, no, keep going. I, I want to know what it means. Yeah. Well, pod, the pod in podcast comes from iPod. Remember okay. iPods? Yes. And then cast is like, you're casting it from the internet. And that's where it comes from. I, I learned that. Murph told huh. me that. Okay. He told me when you emailed this person the first time did they remember that they had met you at the gala uh yeah they said um so happy you followed up with me let's i've actually we've, we're organizing this stuff but we need some contributors uh we need some people to help you know like i really hope she wasn't pregnant because like we got out of there fat we got out of there in a hurry like we were we were like booking we were like booking it out of the gala once we realized that things were going were going down. So, like doing a lot of like, you know, we were like banking around corner, like running banking around corners and like well, pregnant people can still do cardio, but yes, I, I understand your concerns. I was saying, I, I I listen, my bird bone I'm I don't have to get stronger cuz my bird bones are so light. But like <laughs> we were like running in there and and we were we were inside like we rebooked it to that diner. So yeah. I don't I don't know. Okay. Um so my my chief thoughts here are maybe someone is hacking her email to correspond with you or sure. Or this was some sort, or this is some sort of like, there's two of her, because I met people at that gala where there was multiples of them, and like, this is the younger version of her or something. Weird. Weird. Yeah, I, I guess that's just the thing. I should be expecting this more now. Superhero shit. I know. Superhero shit, yeah. No, I'll uh, I'll look into this while you're... Hey, what are you doing coming up? We're going to go to the OTA to uh, teach the kids about the history of Lake Town City and superheroes. Nothing more than that? I, I am bringing children to those offices, certainly. I'm making a partner, you said you wouldn't keep secrets at me, face at you. <laughs> that is true. I am also giving you plausible deniability in case the U.S. government decides to bring uh, actions against me and you are not an accomplice in this situation. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, me either. Okay. Hmm. Love you. I love you too. <laughs> I, I plausibly maybe may, may or may not love you. Okay, well, while you decide that, do you want to like maybe ask this person on maternity leave if you could like buy her some tea or something or meet her at a restaurant with food that she can eat, not a yeah. sushi bar. Yeah, no, I'll figure it out. 
Oh, because she's pregnant, right? Yeah, she's gonna have a baby. Yeah, no, I'll 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 follow the up or on may, this. Story. Or maybe suggest a sushi bar, and if she doesn't know she's pregnant, <laughs> then. Oh man, what if maybe I'll say we should go on a roller coaster together, <laughs> and then that's what, how I fucking. What if you it. meet me at a bar, and then we can get some coffee together, <laughs> and then we'll perform some uh, heavy machinery. <laughs> Hell yeah. Eat some eat some very raw young cheese. <laughs> <laughs> hey, make a charisma check for me. Really quickly. Uh, of course. Do I also get to add fame? No, not on this one. Okay. Well, uh, it's still a 19 because it's a 16 plus 3. Cool. Not bad. Wonderful. Thank you, Dice. Hitomi's going to follow up on this whole Kathleen Devi situation, but you have your... your uh, I have my teens. You have your teen. I think that it's the night before now. I think we're, let's fast forward to the, the day before the heist. It was the night before the heist. <laughs> and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even Ghost Cat. Uh, um, are you all like at a centralized location? Like, is this like we're getting all the stuff together? It's going to be go time. You're going to synchronize your watches. Like, where do you all meet up? Are we all meeting up at Aggie's cabin? It is not safe any longer. My parents <laughs> do live two doors down. Cannot meet here anymore. No, no, thank you. You can come to my place, I guess, but it's not really ready for, for people. Do you guys just want to come to my place? Is this what's happening here? No. Yes. Did you want to see the new apartment? Yes. I want to see the new apartment, and I okay. heard that you make manicotti on Sundays. So. I make... I make sauce and meatballs on Sundays. Excuse oh, even better. <laughs> You've had to move that up by one day because the go time is on Sunday, so you yeah. have to do it on Saturday. So yeah, I think that everyone is now, everyone comes to Val's apartment. Hitomi is, is pouring everybody drinks. Lou has also shown up uh, with a backpack that is so deep you can't see the bottom of it. Excellent. Aggie, you can put your painting in there. <laughs> oh, I'm going to roll it up. Yeah, I know it's like sacrilegious, but, you know, I got to do it. Yeah. When Lou walks in, Milo goes, Milo! <laughs> I need I, I need you to be less enthusiastic about seeing <laughs> Yeah, what are you all doing? How are you unwinding right before the big heist? I think we're watching the Oceans movies on the Hell TV yeah. while we eat yep. dinner. Yep. Milo's right. drinking an alcoholic root beer. Hell yeah. We're not serving alcohol to the teenage uh, no. high schooler. That's true. Here. <laughs> Sorry. Lou says. Yeah, I think you're watching it. They're like, so was, was George, George Clooney just has looked like this forever? Yeah, yeah pretty much since ER. I, I've always thought he had some kind of power. He doesn't, he doesn't age. Oh, maybe he does. Like Paul Rudd. Yes. Or my parents. Weird. Are they from Lake Town City? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul Rudd? No. Paul Rudd is from Lake Town City, I guess. He's from Westchester. I guess he could have been born here. He could have been. Paul Rudd now canonically went to Gaga. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. As the heist is kind of like at its peak, if you're watching the original Ocean's Eleven, I think this is the part where Julia Roberts looks around and says, I love you. And it's a heist. (laughs) That's it. Everyone loves that that moment. Uh, Val, there's a knock at the door. I I look through the peephole to see who it is. Uh, You don't see anyone. Val, can you grab me another root beer while you're up? No, everyone get away from the door for a hot second, please. Okay. Cool. Once everyone is clear, I will open the door. I'm just going to stand slightly in front of Hitomi in case I have to do a, a shield situation. Thank you. Same for Lou. Yes. Uh, make a dexterity check for me, Julia. Sure. Can I bonus action go into a rage very quickly? Sure. 
All right, cool. Just to be sure. Oh, wow. That was really good. Uh, that's a dirty 20. 19 plus one. Cool. How do you open the door? I like creak it open in case there is like, you know, a trap that's going to activate and see like if it goes off. And then once it is open a little bit enough that my head can fit through, I poke my head out. Um, you crack the door open and there's a very small package kind of sitting on your welcome mat. And there's a little note on it that says, I'm being honest with you. Now I'm in it. Dad. And you open it up, and there is a very small one-up mushroom inside. So he's now selling one-up mushrooms. Cool, 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 cool. Ah!